Welcome to the Trading Psychology and Mindset Podcast. My name is Ash Playstead. As always, I'll be your host. Just a little bit about myself. I'm an active trader, as well as being a very curious student of human nature. How our minds work and understanding how our brain and mind work. For me, it was the pivotal shift that changed my trading life. And really, understanding this is fundamental to every trader, to every one of us breaking through to trading profitability on a consistent basis. That's what each and every one of us wants, right? And this podcast is all about answering that question and providing real, tangible, and actionable steps you can take to train the mind you bring to trading into the mind you need for trading success. What you can learn from a big trading loss. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what every trader, bar none, will go through, the extreme pain, both emotional and financial, of a big trading loss. So let's head over and dive into analyzing this learning opportunity. It happens, right? For whatever reason, you just took a big loss that shakes you to your foundation. It's one of those that feels like a punch in the guts. In the intense vulnerability of that moment, and you feel the deep pit of pain in your stomach suck the air right out of you. Shock, disbelief, powerlessness, sadness, fear, anger, and shame, lots of shame come whirling in as waves as the reality of the loss sets in. And it's devastating. Does this resonate? It's devastating, right? Your dreams as a trader come crashing down in your mind's eye. Now, most traders have faced this situation a time or two or even more, but what do you do about it? Well, let's talk about what you should have known before you started risking capital. But before answering this question directly, let's develop some background that will help you deal with the aftermath of taking a big loss. In the scenario above, what just happened to the survival instincts of the brain? Now, remember, those survival instincts are far more powerful than your thinking brain. If the thinking brain gets in the way of the emotional brain in the execution of survival protocols, the emotional brain simply steamrolls the thinking brain. And you probably recognize this situation as a meltdown. So let's start right there. Your brain is built by your evolutionary psychology to control outcomes at all costs. It is the power to survive that is being thrown into question by taking a huge loss. The brain does not know money exists. We know that. However, to the brain, money exists as a symbolic representation of power, the power to survive in the moment. And by taking a large loss, the brain perceives that its very existence is being threatened. As a result, you feel vulnerability and revert back to your primitive survival strategies, which are essentially money equals power. Therefore, loss of money equals loss of power and loss of power equals loss of life. To the brain, taking a huge hit is equated to being attacked by that saber-toothed tiger, right? Getting mauled, getting half-eaten, and getting left to die. Something the brain wants to avoid at the deepest level of your survival instincts. Now, this is the setup to your dilemma. Now, with that as a background, let's begin looking at how to handle a major loss. Now, generally, either lust or making a lot of money in the beginning of a trade or fear of loss 
when the trade goes against you is at the core of the problem that has to be solved if you're going to learn from your loss. Now, traders often approach their day of trading with the assertion or you know, with the self-talk that they are going to make money today. How many times have you said that to yourself? But the problem with this declaration is that they have no control over whether they will make money or lose money on any given trade. So an assumption is buried in this declaration that you are going to make money today. That sets you up for failure. That assumption is that you can control outcome. That is the illusion of control that you fall into and sets you up to be essentially eaten alive by the saber-toothed tiger. And you live in the illusion that you can control the outcome and bring that mindset to your performances in trading. Okay, that's very important. And you're looking to make money, which you cannot control, rather than focusing on the one thing you can control, which is the mind you bring into the moment of performance. It doesn't mean that you're going to make money with mind over matter. That's not what I'm saying. But it does mean that if you have a true edge built into your system, over time, you will extract more capital from the markets than you give back. So we can take from this that winning is not the aim. Performance is the aim. Now, the other driving factor in a huge loss is the trader's absolutely iron-fisted desire not to lose, which he can also not control. And as the trader starts managing the trade, after the order gets filled, and let's say the trade starts going against him, what happens is his irrational will to win is confronted by a trade going against him. And then, you know, flashing, streaking to his stop. Now, remember, taking a loss to your caveman brain is tantamount to being attacked and becoming someone else's meal. Just remember that. So taking the loss to the emotional brain basically means death. So the trader, now absolutely hijacked by the fear of loss, triggers to fight flight. It's become a fight to the death for your brain. Your rational mind doesn't think this way, but your emotional brain does. The trader will do anything not to lose once this thinking takes over, once this emotional process takes over. More and more money gets thrown at the remote possibility that the trader might get out of this dilemma alive. So what happens now? the trader has become a gambler. He's in panic mode. If only his brain was prepared to take smart losses, right? Those smart losses your rational brain understands. But instead, his brain is so poorly trained in the required emotional state management that the loss just cascades. So what do we do? What would we basically call first aid for this acute stress event, which is the big loss? So first, highly recommend that you start breathing diaphragmatically. This is also called bellows breathing. Now, this means pulling air into your abdomen, then up to your chest. Hold it for a moment, then release slowly. And continue breathing this way until you can feel the wave of emotion stabilize. So you might be thinking, why am I doing this? Why are you telling me to do this, Ash? What you are doing is, is you are regulating the intensity of the emotions that are erupting around the loss of capital and the loss of your sense of power. If you do not regulate it, the emotions of loss will sweep you away in a flash into a much deeper tailspin. So diaphragmatic breathing is associated with a calm state of mind because what happens when the emotions are aroused, you're 
Oxygen flow is directed away from your brain to the major muscle groups. That's called arousal, preparing you to run or fight. So diaphragmatic breathing brings back an emotionally calm state by redirecting oxygen back to the brain. So this is a skill you should practice. And by practicing it, you can calm down the power of your emotional response to loss. This is the very first step. Now, it does not cure the problem. Let me be clear, but it can help you tolerate your emotional reaction to the loss, which puts you back in the game. Now, second, you must acknowledge that you're in the first stage of grief, right? Shock. If you find yourself thinking or saying, I can't believe this, this can't have happened, or some other forms of disbelief, you are in shock, and shock has to wear off before you can start working to stabilize yourself. You must breathe through it until the shock, the disbelief subsides. Now, this could take some time, and how you manage yourself in this first stage of grief will go a long way towards being able to successfully integrate the experience so you can move on from this catastrophic loss. Now, thirdly, after the shock does wear off, you'll probably notice that you enter a stage of of the grief process known as bargaining. And if you find yourself having conversations with yourself that start with, if only, or figuring out how you can make things right, you are in the bargaining stage. And the aim of bargaining is denial of the concreteness of the loss. It is the acceptance of the loss that is being denied. From your primitive brain survival perspective, the last thing it wants to do is to accept loss. To your brain, that loss means the loss of power. And with that loss of power, you've just become another critter's meal. And in fact, figuratively, you have just fed another trader who has won on the other side of your position. Remember, trading is a zero-sum game. Every time you lose or make a dollar, on the other side of that trade, someone else is making or losing a dollar. And many people, traders included, get stuck in this denial of bargaining. It is much easier in the short term to project the responsibility of your problems, of your loss, onto others, including the trading gods. How many of you, at some point, have looked essentially to the skies and started to blame the trading gods are out to get me. People spend lifetimes denying responsibility for their actions and traders are no different. The problem is that by not taking responsibility for the loss, you stay stuck in the bargaining stage and the denial of loss and you cut off your capacity to grow from the experience because you are not accepting it. Does that make sense? You cannot grow and learn from a painful experience if you don't accept it. So let's talk about growing from this gift of disaster. So as reality starts closing in, traders taking a huge loss find another way to deal, not deal with the loss. They get angry, right? They get angry at trading and produce all sorts of arguments about trading actually being another form of gambling. That thought starts to seep into their their thinking. And they get angry at their teachers. They get angry at themselves and they begin beating themselves up for making the mistake of a lifetime, right? Rather than what they should be doing, which is accepting the loss and learning from it. And anger, anger is a great short-term way of dealing with the grief of loss. Anger makes you feel powerful in the short term, and it can be addictive. It appears to be a great antidote to the feeling of powerlessness that comes after a catastrophic loss. Right. The problem is that anger is only a short-term solution to a problem that is deeply rooted in your existing beliefs about who you are as a person when you get exposed by loss. And that is what, at a deep level, 
the trader is avoiding at all costs. Now, what's the next stage in the loss process? Next comes sadness in this grief process. So after the anger leaves, because of its toxicity, which is, you know, the chemistry of anger is indeed toxic to your body, right? Anger is toxic. Next comes sadness. And sadness becomes the job of effective grieving. In the work of sadness, you fully acknowledge the loss and its impact on your life and you let yourself grieve. Most people do a good bit of crying during the work of sadness, which is letting go. They are cleansing the body and the mind for the death of the old self and are building the foundation of the emerging self, one that has found the humility to see him or herself in the mirror and recognize that change is necessary. In the process of grieving the loss, a greater sense of self-honesty is born. Now, I want to talk for a moment about shame and shame as a tool of radical change. This is where so many people misunderstand shame. Shame is a tool of radical change, right? Yes, you heard that right. This is the place where a new trading mind can be reconstructed from the ruins of the loss. You find that trading is about self-mastery first, not making money or losing money. It is also time to face what you have been avoiding, the experience of shame. And this can go right back through your entire life and then get applied to trading. Shame is an enormously misunderstood emotion. Most people experience toxic shame, right? Where your loss indicates that you are inadequate as a human being. And naturally, you want to run from that, which is exactly how most people respond to a huge loss. Now, healthy shame is not like that. Healthy shame tells you that the current way the self, which is basically what you think of as you, is organized, is not working for the whole of you as a human being. And you need to reorganize yourself into a higher functioning version. Then shame starts the process by disorganizing the self. This is what shame does. It challenges the existing organization of self and starts to deconstruct it. Now, this is that gut-wrenching feeling you have been attempting to hide from. In the loss, you have no choice but to acknowledge its presence. This is one of the amazing things about trading. It forces you to acknowledge the presence of shame. And your resistance to self-examination led you to this pivotal moment, okay? Unfortunately, very few know how to use shame as a tool to reshape the self, but it is an organizing emotion, sitting there ready to be used to build a far more effective trading mind. This is the big part of this learning that I hope you take away. Shame is not something to run away from. Shame is a tool to help you build an effective trading mind. Now, it takes power, discipline, courage, and self-compassion, most importantly, to let shame do its job of reorganizing the self into that higher functioning version. The work of reconstruction starts with reorganizing the difference between your incompetent performance, which resulted in a huge loss, and the value of your being. I repeat that. The work of reconstruction starts with reorganizing the difference between your incompetent performance, which is the loss you took, that's a competency issue, and your self-worth, your value as a being. Your identity, which is your sense of self, got wrapped up in winning in order to matter. And the huge loss pulled your self-worth down because of that false connection. Now, courageously using shame, this loss gives you the chance to reevaluate your sense of mattering, right? your sense of worth. 
and your sense of competence and to separate performance from being. This is one of the most important, if not right up there in the top three, learnings to separate your performance from your self-worth, from your being, your identity. The loss was never about you. It was about your competency, which you can improve. And now you can build a self where, you know, whether you win or lose, you matter. So you matter whether you win or lose in trading. That's just a performance competency issue. Your worth as a human being is unchanged and you bring a very different performer to the management of risk and capital. One who is not trying to prove himself or herself, right? Trading is not the place to prove yourself. Remember that. Instead, you bring a mind focused on performing in the moment. This is what you can learn from a huge loss. That mind can be built. So the question I want to ask you traders and you must ask yourself is, do I want to learn how to do this? Now is the time to begin traveling down your own path to self-mastery in trading. So I encourage you to come and learn. I encourage you to go to my YouTube channel and check out videos, register and attend, attend webinars, You know, take up some of my courses, enjoy all the learning material that's there, make a move in the right direction, start taking action now, I hope that this lesson around what you can learn from a big loss is something you take away. And I thank you all, whether you're a beginner trader, an experienced trader, a prop trader, or you're just thinking about trading, I truly hope that you have found what I discovered about trading, you know, that shame is not something to run away from. Shame is an opportunity to reorganize yourself into a mind suitable for trading success, right? So take this away into your trading, into your life, and start to rebuild that mind. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Trading Psychology and Mindset Podcast.